Rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again, rejoice. Your kindness should be known to all. The Lord is near. Have no anxiety, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. These words, this, well, this was the entire second reading from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, are written by a man in a Roman prison awaiting his execution. We don't expect to hear those words from someone who was about to be unjustly put to death. But St. Paul says it. Rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again Rejoice. Joy is the center of the Christian life. In fact, such was the joy of the early Christian community in the midst of their persecutions, in the midst of their trials, that they were thought to be insane by their contemporaries. We have to ask ourselves, does my joy match that joy? Is joy the thing that exemplifies and what people think of first when they think of me, when they think of my family, when they think of our community? I speak only on my own behalf, but the answer is no. So often, the trials, the tribulations, the anxieties of this world keep me, keep all of us from experiencing the joy that comes from God. And this is one of the great tragedies that we know in our world, and especially in our modern times. Pope Benedict had this to say, The deepest poverty is the inability of joy, the tediousness of a life considered absurd and contradictory. The inability of joy presupposes and produces the inability to love, produces jealousy, avarice, all defects that devastate the lives of individuals and of the world. Brothers and sisters, as we celebrate this Gaudete, this Rejoice Sunday, we are called to examine our lives and to truly ask ourselves, what is keeping me from joy? What makes my life tedious or leads me to comparison or those things that take me away from building up the kingdom of God or rejoicing in the life of Christ? Because ultimately, that's what joy is. So often, we end up seeking joy because we confuse pleasure or the experience of some sort of emotional happiness as joy. And though there is some truth to that, there is something to that, what joy ultimately is is to share in the life of Christ. We share in the life of Christ. So therefore, what heaven is, is joy. Unadulterated, pure, eternal joy. A joy that cannot be taken away from us. And brothers and sisters, we have the opportunity and are invited to share in that joy now. In our lives. And what a great witness it can be to transform our culture, to lead with joy. 
Yes, there are realities. Yes, there are discriminatory practices and prejudices and real tragedies in our life that can easily take us or take our joy from us. I think in particular today, for those people who were affected, especially in Kentucky, those who lost their lives and their families who were left behind in the storm last night. There are real threats to joy. Those are always going to be there. But to persevere in our life in Christ allows us, even in the midst, and in particular, especially when those struggles come to know joy. The most joyful person in the history of humanity is a man crucified unjustly for the salvation of you and me. The joy that Christ experiences on the cross is so that, brothers and sisters, in every moment of our life, we might have meaning, we might have purpose, we might be redeemed and set free. And that is the joy God desires for us and offers to us. A freedom, a peace, as St. Paul says in the second reading, that allows us to not be encumbered, but to look at the burdens of this life as an invitation to joy, to sharing in the life of Christ so that something greater, something more meaningful, and here's the challenging part, most often something mysterious will come about. We are then given in the scriptures today great examples of what it looks like to live a life of joy. The prerequisites for joy we see in the life and the witness of both St. John the Baptist and St. Paul. It starts with integrity and humility. We need to be honest with ourselves, honest with the world. The same person needs to be the person who is here, who is the person at work, who is the person at home. We need to have that integrity of life. We hear in the Gospel that all of these different people are going to John the Baptist. Shortly before this, he refers to them as a brood of vipers, and yet they come. Why? Because he has an integrity of life. His life is so conformed to this good news, this radical news, that it's attractive, and people listen, and people come to be baptized. We need to have that radical integrity of life, of humility and honesty. But I want to give three practical pieces of advice. The first thing St. Paul says elsewhere, give thanks in all things. He says that in his first letter to the Thessalonians. If we are to know joy, we have to give thanks, even for the struggles and the challenges that come our way. Because even those are an invitation to share in our salvation. Every burden, every cross, every difficulty is God's way of inviting us to share in our redemption and therefore to share in His joy. And so give thanks, even for those injustices, even for those difficulties. Yes, we work to uproot those things from our culture, but we also must recognize to share in them is to share in the passion of Jesus and the redemption of our world. But not only must we give thanks, we need to share our blessings. St. John the Baptist puts it very clearly in the Gospel today. Everyone comes to him and he just says, share those things that you have. Don't take those things that aren't yours. 
How can we, especially in this season of Advent, which is oftentimes the most consumeristic time of our entire year, instead of looking this as an opportunity for us to take or to spend lavishly on ourselves and on excess, how can we take what we have and share it with the most vulnerable, the most in need? And lastly, after we give thanks and we share, turn off your screens. Unplug. Teddy Roosevelt said, comparison is the thief of joy. Spending hours scrolling social media or watching TV news, that's our thief of joy. Spend your time loving and serving and being with people and rejoicing in the fact that you have been given this gift of the Holy Spirit and you have been chosen for this moment in time by Almighty God to be alive, but to also share that blessing with the world. And so often, are, and in some cases it's true, addictions to screens and to that take us away from our ability to share in that joy. When we give thanks, when we share, and when we unplug and step into that silence and into the opportunities that are in front of us, the people who are in our lives, we can share in that joy. And whether we be on a mountaintop because the Lord has particularly blessed us, or we be in the darkest valley, like St. Paul in the prison, awaiting an execution that was unjust. Wherever we are, with Christ Jesus, with a life of integrity and humility, we can not only say it, we can believe it, and it can be our life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again. Rejoice.